0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. We're like a thriving group of peeps today. I'm your host, Dr. Pete, as Benny would call me, Dr. Pat, uh, and I'm joined by Mr. Benny Mathers. He is my kick for today. Aye, aye Cap. And we got the end of the trilogy or the trilogy, the third part of the pyramid over there, <laughs> Valerie. Is right. Look at it. Well, it's like a little of the pyramid, pyramid. Of the pyramid. Look at. No, she's got to be the top. You know why? Look at. Because oh. me, you, and then and then her. Move towards the center, would you? See that? Look oh, at how see symmetrical how that it? is.
1: She's seeing the triangle. Very,
0: very nice. Yeah.
1: Is it an isosceles?
0: Huh? <laughs> what? What is that?
1: Is it an cute? These are all different forms of triangles.
0: Valerie's cute. I'd say Valerie. A bit. I'd say she's cute. Good. When you say that
1: was actually well, well played. Sam. Don't you say well played? Yeah.
0: <laughs> we got little Mister Benny Mathers, uh, little middle dimple cute, cutie patootie Benny. I, I got him. Gotta and then use we've him. got
1: the top of our pyramid.
0: Top of our pyramid, <laughs> Valerie, right in there, and she's cute. Yeah. And all of our listeners, they're just absolutely cuties. They're
1: adorable.
0: They are. It was really good meeting them the other night. It was really cool.
1: At to meet the event. Yeah, Correct. Shirley McLean's okay. event. Wasn't I was that like, fun? where did you meet all of our listeners at?
0: Well, you know, I met not all of them. But, but some of them. You know, some of them uh-huh. who were there, which was really cool. We've got a great show for you today. I have been waiting for this. To, you know, we just finished with Brad Meltzer, and we were talking about Heroes for My Son. Now I get to really play in the realm of the imagination and heroes, because we've got Jeffrey Armstrong uh, joining us here today. His book is Spiritual Teachings of the Avatar, Ancient Wisdom for a new world. We're going to be talking about Avatar. Yes, the movie, but Avatar, that's not the movie. And, you know, how do we look at our world and understand the significance of the Avatar in everyday life? And by the way, where are they? You know, can we point to CEOs of some of our greatest, largest corporations in America and say, <clears> hmm, <throat> There's an avatar within that dude or dudette. Well, we're going to find out. This is really a really cool, cool conversation. The book is very, very cool as well. And I'm thrilled to have him. But before we do, I think we need to pull another card. We're not going to pull a card for BP like we did before, are we? Or should we? Nah. No. They already I, know they what they need. Yeah, they already know they to They have to do. move at an accelerated pace. That's right. That Woo! was the card. That is. Okay, here. Why don't you pull the card? You did the last All right. one. All right. I'll let Benny shuffle and put his, you know, cute little hands no, I'll just all pick over one it. Alright, what'd you get? What'd you get?
1: I'm getting to it. There oh. you uh, go. Let's see. Prosperity law number sixteen. I don't know that one. The greatest of these is love.
0: That is a good one. Mm-hmm. That's it.
1: Love is the greatest force in the universe. Applying love to everything you do causes the path to unfold smoothly and draws your dreams in the perfect way. Expand your ability to love. And you will create magic and harmony in
0: all your affairs. I love it. Cool. I do. I love, I love, love, love it. And yeah, sometimes we have to go to love, even Mm -hmm. when we think, uh, wow, how am I going to get there? You know, how am I going to love that person, that act, that thing that's going on right now in the world? But what's the alternative? Well, let's not talk about that. Today, I want to talk with Jeffrey Armstrong uh, about uh, spiritual teachings of the avatar. Uh, he's joining us here today. to he studied Vedic philosophy and Indian culture for over 40 years. He is the founder of Vedic Academy of Science and Arts. And he is with us today to share some knowledge, some wisdom, and what we can do to create change, amazing change. He has degrees in psychology, English literature, history, comparative religion, and his. He's an expert in the ancient Indian language of Sanskrit. Oh, I love this. This is so cool. He lives right up the road from our Seattle show. Uh, and for many of you who are listening to, to our show through CRN, he's right in your backyard. Jeffrey, thank you for joining us here today. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show.
2: Good morning, Dr. Pat. Well, it sounds like lively and lovely already, so it's great to be there.
0: We are really having a blast. Now, we have a sneak preview of this book in this conversation, correct? That's right. And this is sort of, you know, the, the, the official launch is going to be happening shortly.
2: June 29th, in fact.
0: Yes, the same day that the Twilight movie comes out. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um and so I'm thrilled, but even though that's true, we still have 5 copies of the book to give to our listeners, which is really cool. Thank you so much for joining us here, Jeffrey. Thanks for uh being part of the show today.
2: It's a pleasure and that'll be the first 5 books going out into the world, so that'll be exciting. No
0: kidding. So are we going to have like a birthing here? We're giving birth.
2: We are giving birth. You are the doula. <gasps>
0: I love this. Let me ask you this question, because I shared with our listeners just a little bit about, you know, your studies. I always love to explore the journey of some of the folks that join the show before we even talk about the book. And the reason I love to do that is because I'm always fascinated by the pathway that got you to this very moment. And so the question that I'd like you to to ask you is this, Jeffrey, you know, given all that you've done, everything that you've studied, what are some of the challenges and obstacles that brought you to this very moment?
2: Well, I like to call myself sometimes a spiritual archaeologist. I love that. Because in the search for the truth, we find ourselves engaging with what's happening in the present and digging around in what remains of the past, trying to find out, what our legacy of wisdom is from those who came before us. So I tuned into that at a very young age. By 13, I was on the trail of that, looking for answers and trying to find out who had them. So this has led me back to the ancient cultures that have the deepest roots in our
3: past.
0: When we think about some of the deepest roots, do you think, Jeffrey, and I want to I I, I, I frame this in the context of your book and also the movie Avatar, I guess there were a lot of people that knew that the movie would be a phenomenal hit in a lot of ways. But I don't think many people knew why it would be a hit. And I want to talk with you about that. There are folks that came from the school of thought. It is movie genius, and therefore it's going to win a lot of awards, which it didn't, right? There are other people that said it's going to be a phenomenal hit because it's going to appear, to, it's going to appeal to children, right? And they're going to love all the special effects. Well, of a certain age, yes, but a lot of the kids got scared. What I think we discovered was that it it it, it seemed to have appealed to a large body uh, body of adults, um, a market that I think they thought they would capture but a market that I, don't, I think they underestimated. And I wanted to ask you if you think that is also true, and if so, why?
2: The movie seems oddly and interestingly timed to the historical moment, does it not?
0: <laughs> yeah. Tell me yeah. about it. Yeah.
2: If, if a major artery of Mother Earth is pumping oil into the Gulf of the United States, and it's just after the film came out, And James Cameron, uh, his favorite theme is deep ocean documentary. And in the film, he engaged us with the challenge. We have a scientist, Grace Augustine, who, leaving her body in the presence of the Divine Mother, says to Jake, Jake, I can see her, and she's real. Mm. The All-Mother is real. Mother Earth is a being. Seems like a good time in history for that message to come forward.
0: When we think about this, though, and we think about those kinds of messages, uh, Jeffrey, um, did we forget them? What is really, and that's really kind of my question, because we're not ignorant. You know what I'm saying? We're not ignorant people. We're not stupid people. um, But it's almost like we've gotten some sort of level of human amnesia at the collective level, and I want to ask you a bit about that. Uh, Does the movie Avatar and does your book, um, in in a large way, help us remember these connections?
2: Yeah, well, I would say we're not stupid. That's certainly the case. But ignorance is something that we all have to admit that we were born into and still are plagued by.
0: I know. It, and actually, it served me really well different parts of my life.
2: Well, it, it is the process. If you follow the thinking of the ancients, we're all students here in a university. So the universe is a university. And do you remember in the movie, the saying, I see you? Yeah. Oh, well, that's derived from Namaste, the greeting in India where Namaste means I see you as a divine being who's on a great epic journey who's visiting this campus and i see beyond your skin and beyond your culture and beyond your body and beyond your ideas to the real you
3: mm.
2: and this is one of the fundamental premises of avatar thinking and mm. if we see each other that way we begin to to live differently we see every living entity as like us and as an eternal being who's here on a journey Perhaps then they're part of the purpose we're here for, all the students are. Mm-hmm. And perhaps preserving the campus for the next generations of students is our responsibility.
0: Mm. Well, let's talk about um, a couple of things, Jeffrey. I mean, one of the things that I think I was really struck by in both your book and um, the movie is, um, and some people say they're metaphors. I'm not quite there, but the messages. And what I mean by the message is there were so many different aspects of the movie Avatar that could reach universal principles, law and beyond. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Jeffrey Armstrong about those. You know, what is it about the teachings of avatars that are so powerfully, in- incredibly important right now that we need to actually move them break them apart so we can apply them in everyday life when we come back we're gonna be talking about what avatar itself means and this incredible author jeffrey armstrong we'll be right back are you dealing with a chronic problem and don't know where to
4: turn for help ready for a new approach without pills diets or workouts For weight loss, stress, anxiety, depression, or whatever else is ailing you, call Access Wellness Center in Renton for real healing naturally. Call 425-251-6625 or online at accesswellnesscenter.com for an appointment today. Take advantage of the free 15-minute consultation and other specials for you and your family. Access Wellness Center in Renton, real healing
5: naturally. How would you like increased health and vitality?
4: do exist to treat your pain and its root cause. Contact Holistic Medical Center to transform your life. Call 425-451-0404 or on the web at drdarvish.com. That's D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. Weight gain may be due to a lack of a brain chemical that can cause one to eat without feeling full. If you reach for the box of ice cream or a high-carbohydrate food to help calm you when you are stressed, you may be deficient in a brain chemical called serotonin. It is an emotional relaxant that helps prevent us from becoming overstimulated and irritable during difficult situations. A low level of serotonin can result to emotional burnout and it is the primary cause of depression. Serotonin is produced by an amino acid called tryptophan that is found in oats, mangoes, dried dates, yogurt, eggs, fish, poultry, sunflower, and pumpkin seeds. While a balanced diet including these foods is essential for good health, Sometimes other biological imbalances can cause depletion of this critical brain chemical. Many of these imbalances can be treated effectively with natural therapies. This tip has been brought to you by Dr. Lenny Eidsmore, naturopathic physician at Access Wellness Center. Call today, 425-251-6625 to book your appointment to have a brain chemical assessment.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat show. This is talk radio to thrive by. This is a giving birth process right now. Believe it or not, spiritual teachings of the avatar. This book is not yet released, but five of you. Yes, five of you will be the first five people on the planet. Can you believe this, Benny? The first five people on the planet to get a copy of so this book So lucky we other can't even get in there.
1: That's not I know.
0: Fair. No, you can't get it. But I have my copy. That's right. I got connections. I know. <laughs> you know, I have. But, you know, I, I have my, my advanced copy. So yeah, right. this is like, you can't connection. go anywhere. Right? Uh, but for those of you out there, uh, we have five copies of the book, Spiritual Teachings of the Avatar. And you will be getting one of the first five copies anywhere. Wow. This is like kind of amazing. I'm like in a different kind of place about this. But of course, that is what Jeffrey is about. And we'd love to give it to you. We have a toll-free number. Ms. Valerie will be picking it up. 1-800-930-2819. That is our toll-free number. We'd love to give you a copy. We have five of these to give away. 1-800-930-2819. Jeffrey, thank you so much for joining us here today. I have so many questions, uh, but I have to get to the word avatar. It is such a really powerful, word in itself i've heard so many different people talk about what meaning they thought it had where it originated from but I actually waited to get you on the show to give us the truth so tell us a uh, tell us about the word avatar and how avatar uh, and and you know the central theme of your book relates to where we are today as a species
2: well avatar is one of the most important words in the culture of India, and in the Sanskrit language that's behind it. And Sanskrit is an amazing language, one of the most amazing things left to us from ancient times. It has 4,000 grammatical rules. It's very precise, extremely intelligent, and so clear that its messages stay the same over thousands and thousands and thousands of years, because there's no drift in the meaning. So India hasn't been framed this way to us as a culture, but actually behind India is this tremendous intellectual edifice that has never been equaled and never no language has ever been created that is more precise than the Sanskrit language. Mm. And avatar is one of its most important words, perhaps one of the five or six most important words in that language. So ava means to descend, and tara means to heal Or deliver. You may have heard of Tara as the goddess Tara.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: Which is similar to Kuan Yin, who has the bottle of medicine in her hand.
0: Right, exactly. Mm -hmm.
2: So the idea is she's coming to heal with that bottle of medicine. So avatar means a visit to our world from the reality which seems to be beyond our sight and perhaps we doubt its existence. It is the coming at a very difficult moment in human history when human beings have behaved badly and are, are threatening its very existence. Then there's a descent of these persons of the divine, and, and a, a large number, uh, headed by the greatest of all beings, both male and female, who come to Earth, live for a long period of time, usually 100 years, 125 years, so they have a very full life. And they solve the danger to the earth, the problem that's threatening it. Think of our world right now and imagine someone came and sorted out all of the problems that we're having and made everything go to a peaceful, harmonious condition and then taught us the things that we need to know to be the most that we could be as beings.
0: You know, one of the things that um, you talk about in the book as well is energy is everything. And I want to take a minute to talk about that in terms of its meaningful, its meaningfulness in transformation on the planet right now. I mean, you know, I want to talk about the word transformation, what it means to you and the role that the ancients play in um, helping us, uh, you know, with transformation to a higher level of consciousness and therefore a higher level of being.
2: Didn't James Cameron do a marvelous job in the film of showing how we need to plug into everything?
0: Don't you love that? Yeah. Don't you love that? I mean, and that
2: ponytail idea is from India. It's called the Sika. Oh. And it plugs in. Do you know where it plugs in? It plugs into the part of your skull that was soft when you mm. were a baby. Because that's considered in yoga to be where your soul enters the body. And then it hardens over, like our ego shell. And then that little bit of hair there is metaphorically like a plug-in. Mm-hmm. So the way they used that was to show us that we need to learn how to plug into everything and have an energetic connection with everything so that we're really connecting. Otherwise, we're not listening. And if we're not listening, then we're not hearing what nature is trying to tell us.
0: And don't you think it's fascinating in the, in, in the movie that there is, a the, you know, the home tree, and there is the, you know, the tree of light. There is the, uh, you know, the, the spiritual place is also embedded in a tree. And I wanted to ask you about that. You know, it's interesting that he picked two of the same elements in nature to represent two very different things, but connected in a lot of ways. You, you see what I'm saying, Jeffrey?
2: Definitely. Definitely. And the tree has been an ancient symbol. Right. Of the whole reality of, of, in which we are currently existing for many indigenous cultures, but the best way to probably understand this is our word truth actually came directly from the word tree. It's tree, triuth, troth, truth, and trust. And so truth actually means standing tall and straight like a tree. Mm. We've lost that connection to the word. Because mm-hmm. we've lost
0: our connection to the tree. And do you think we continue to lose our connection the more technologically uh, removed we get? I'm curious about that. Um, because here is a film that is highly technical. This is sort of the paradox, I believe. Here is a film that's highly technical. It was one of the most technically made films in, in history. There's no question about it, right? Had all the bells and whistles, special animation. People didn't even know what, how those figures were being created. They thought it was cartoon, and it wasn't. And so here you have one of the most technically produced films of our time talking about a world that was, was not even close to having technology in its very element of being. I'm interested in hearing your thoughts about that.
2: Yeah, he did a great job with that. And, of course, the ultimate of that was the pursuit of unobtainium.
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) And no small irony, again, talking about uh, supposed coincidences or serendipity, that, I don't know if you saw the New York Times article, that Afghanistan, it turns out, is sitting on a trillion dollars worth of valuable minerals. Yep. And that might explain why. Superpowers have taken such a keen interest in its politics and mm. social structure.
0: Yeah, there you go.
2: Hmm. Mm. I wonder if there's lots of
0: unobtainium there. There's got to be unobtainium there, just like there was unobtainium in Iraq, or you know, unobtainium in Africa through you know uh, conflict diamonds, right? Right. Uh, right. I mean, it, it's 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 like we're you know we're not going to the hills of Vermont. For example,
2: for now. Your question, which is so important, Dr. Pat, is how do we reconcile the two kinds of science? Yes. The science of being connected to nature through our intuitive faculties and the science of being connected to nature through our intellectual and logical mathematical faculties. Because we can't deny either one of them or we lose part of ourselves. So, in the book, I describe this as our IQ side. And you probably know the term EQ. Oh, yeah. But I've used it as we-Q because it reveals it more. IQ is the science that's all about me and us and separates us from nature. Whereas all the indigenous cultures had we-Q. Everything they did was, how can we listen to nature and how can we cooperate with what nature is trying to do for the good of all?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey, what did you really, out of, out of everything that you experienced in the film, and I know you're like me, you've probably seen it a bunch of times, you know, I mean, what were the high points and what were the low points?
2: Well, the high point, the first high point was the fact that Jake Sully was demonstrating reincarnation for us.
0: Wasn't that fun? He was fun? going
2: back and forth between yeah. two bodies.
0: Yeah, exactly. And ultimately, in the end, right? Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Ultimately, he went from one to another. So this, of course, was a beautiful thing for us. And so, the lowest use of the word avatar is the modern world of gaming.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Where
2: we call the game, the piece we're playing in the game as our self, as our avatar. So if that's the case, then our body, for all of us, is a kind of avatar with which we're playing the game of life.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: But who goes back and forth is what they call in Sanskrit, the Atma, the true self, goes back and forth. So that was marvelous, that he showed that going back and forth. The difficult thing in the film was, of course, we had to depict the kind of very violent counterpoint. Mm -hmm. And then that occupies too much of the airspace. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay.
2: almost has to be too much violence in order to replicate our world. And then the problem we have in all films right now is that's being used to hold everyone's attention. Way too much violence.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Because it's harder to talk about beauty and hold people's attention. Because it's more interesting to watch things blow up temporarily. But then that is a restatement of the problem. But they did a great job, I thought, in showing the flying scenes, Ah. because everyone has felt that in their dreams, Mm -hmm. that I could fly and go beyond my limitations.
0: And isn't it interesting that, you know, the main character, of course, Jake Sully, um, in his non-avatar, in his human body, uh, was disabled, Let's talk about that when we come back. Yeah, let's talk about that when we come back, because there is a symbolism in that as well. Uh, Jeffrey Armstrong joining us here today. Do we have any books left? How are we doing with our books? Uh, Well, uh, well, let's find out in a minute. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. We're talking about the spiritual teachings of the Avatar. My guest, Jeffrey Armstrong, will be right back.
2: Hi, my name's Brian Barton. For 31 years, I was a professional pilot, and I lost my career to my obesity. I found the Take Shape for Life program, and in the last 18 months, I've lost 197 pounds. I know
5: what it feels like to be desperate, and I also know what it feels like to succeed. That's 197 pounds of weight loss success with the Take Shape for Life program. Lose the weight
1: and rediscover life. Visit simpletolose.com to learn more. Results will vary. Consult a physician before beginning weight loss program. Call or go online for complete program and discount details.
5: visit iiqtc.org empower yourself empower others visit iiqtc.org for more information on my body practice iiqtc.org
0: E-Cloth, the only cleaning solution you'll ever need. E-Cloth's fiber function does the cleaning, not a chemical reaction. Also, no paper towels or chemicals to buy, so you'll save lots of money. And E-Cloths are guaranteed to thoroughly clean for years. The whole time, safer for you, your family, the environment, and saving you lots of money. As a Dr. Pat Show listener, get 20% off everything you order and free shipping, go to ecloth.com, and when checking out, enter Dr. Pat. You'll never go back to cleaning any other way. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Jeffrey Armstrong is joining us here today. Uh, We want to give you lots of information about how you can find out more about the book and and about Jeffrey. Uh, The book that I have in front of me and that we have given away copies of is Spiritual Teachings of the Avatar. Hey Jeffrey, before we go on, could you please give out the best website for folks and how they can find out more about the book? And and again remind everyone one of when it will be available for sale
2: yes thanks dr pat uh, there are two websites the general one is jeffrey armstrong.com and then the specific one for the book is spiritualteachingsoftheavatar.com
0: excellent so at both of
2: those sites they can get all the information that they might find interesting
0: okay and there's and and again let's remind everyone that the book will be available on the 29th correct
2: That's right. There's a book release in Vancouver on June 29th at the Unity Church on Oak Street and 41st. And uh, we're having a a tremendous launch there with about 500 people attending. And uh, everyone who attends gets a free book. Uh, So it's quite a big event. And uh, great people are coming. Uh, Pete McCormick is going to be emceeing. He's a recent uh, Four Leo Award winner here in Canada for his film Facing Ali. Um, and uh, Cynthia Black, the publisher of the book, is going to be there, and, and they're the ones who also published The Secret.
0: Yes, they which are. Is
2: now at about 5 million copies sold, so they're expecting this book to... Follow in its footsteps uh, because of the importance of the subject to the world. Right?
0: Now. Yes, and that that, that that's uh, Cynthia is from uh, Beyond Words. You know, folks, right. your friends uh, there. Um, and yeah, I mean, the the topic, the title, the effectiveness, everything about what we're talking about has really uh, provided more questions than answers for a lot of people. And you know, one of the things I did want to ask you about, and one of many, is you know, what should someone really look for in the book? and in the, in the movie.
3: Well, what
2: everyone needs at this point in time is inspiration to be their truest self and to find their voice and find a way to go forward living on the planet in a different way. We've reached the tipping point, and Cameron's bringing the film out at that tipping point is just marvelous. And this is why so many people resonated with what was in the film, because... There are missing vitamins in our diet. Feminine, divine, the earth being our mother, uh, seeing each other in a divine way, learning how to live on the planet, having our elders. You know, we don't have elders. We don't have TV shows from elders. We have TV shows from youngsters. At a time when the planet needs elders, uh, we don't honor the feminine in the way that we could, and learning how to do so is a missing medicine. And no, so, look. Yoga has taken over the world without anyone trying to make it do so. There's a couple hundred million yoga practitioners throughout the world right now, and 90% of those are female.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
2: think there's a new kind of feminine spirit on the planet, and I believe that that feminine spirit is the, the immune system of Mother Earth.
0: So, Jeffrey, when we take a look at, you know, the spirit of the Mother Earth and the spirit that women play right now, uh, how would you characterize that? Because you and I were talking during the break about uh Sigourney Weaver and the role that she played. Right. Uh, and I was sharing with you that, you know, for me. Uh I was just not all happy and thrilled about what happened to her, and we won't share that. But the bottom line is that she played a very significant role in that movie. And I would, wanted you to talk about that, not in terms of the movie, but in terms of both the movie and the book that you've written.
2: Well, in the book, there are several chapters that talk about the return of the feminine divine mm-hmm. and how we lost her and how to bring her back and how she's coming back You know, as you were talking about that, I I was thinking of an author who's written a very famous book called Molecules of Emotion.
0: Mm -hmm, That's right.
2: And this lady is a good example of a sort of uh, Grace Augustine of modern times. She worked uh, for the government on uh, projects and then had her research stolen from her by men that she was working under. And her research was about how emotion is the thing that programs our existence more than thought. So the, the feminine is coming back in a variety of ways in our planet right now, because it's a, the woman tends to be about how we live and live in a practical way, and the feminine is always concerned for the good of all by her very nature. And what? this is what we've lost, and if we don't become concerned for the good of all at this moment in our history, we have way too much power. To not be caring for every living being,
0: you know. I think what we're starting to see across the across the planet, we're starting to see um, the rise of, of women in different aspects of society, and some of these women, uh, Jeffrey, um, started their journey early on. And you know, let me just tell you who I'm ex- who I'm thinking about. Dr. Meg Wheatley, Margaret Wheatley, um, you know, wrote a book decades ago, actually, uh, Leadership in the 21st Century. And it was a very interesting book for its time. And if you didn't, you know, it was really interesting. I was at a business meeting and they were talking about the book and they referred to the author as him, you know, when he wrote the book. And I remember turning around and saying, hey, you know, do you guys know that that book was written by Dr. Dr. Meg Wheatley? She wrote the book. And so what was interesting about it, it was it was a book that was very scientifically based, talked about quantum physics, but all, talked about it in leadership, and did it in a way that brought leadership to a new conversation. How does your book and the movie Avatar bring spirituality to a new conversation?
2: When I walked out of the first viewing I had of the film uh, from an IMAX theater, I turned to my wife, Sandy, and I said, it looks like James Cameron has opened Pandora's box office.
0: (laughs) That's a good one.
2: Mm. And if everyone doesn't know the story, Pandora, a story from the Greek culture, Mm -hmm. is of a young girl who was given a box by her father and told not to open it. That's right. And when she finally, out of curiosity, did open the box, all manners of pestilence and problem and difficulty came out of the box, flying off in all directions. One last thing came out of the box, glimmering, delicate, shining, and that was hope. I was thinking about this yesterday as I listened to the news, and I saw a report on CNN that said that Not only BP, but all the oil companies had and have no plan whatsoever for stopping an oil well that leaks, and never did. They pretended to have one, and they all pretended to have the same plan, and they all knew in advance that it wouldn't do anything. Now, I hate to say this, but I believe that uncaring men would do that, and I don't believe any mother would do that. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't believe any mother with children caring for them and taking them to the beach would allow something to be done that could do what that oil well is doing right now. Mm -hmm. I'd like to feature that for a moment in our
0: conversation. I think it's worth featuring because it's not just one company. I mean, this is let's talk about this sort of from, you know, in in comparison to the movie, because, you know, it wasn't one man right in that movie that was causing an issue. Right. Right. It was an an entire country, planet, that came to Pandora, right?
2: That was disabled because Uh, it did not care about life.
0: Right. So So
2: for my money, Mm -hmm. I would like to see us right now hand over power to women, to mothers. Wow. Not to women who've been trained to abuse power in the way that the men have. Mm Mm-hmm but to actually see the return of the female voice in all of these settings.
0: Why do you think it's so difficult, Jeffrey, for us in this country to elect a woman? And I, and I really need to answer, ask that question. Is it is it because women have not yet embraced women leadership, or is it something else?
2: Well, because you've asked that, Dr. Yes, Pat, thank I'm going to give you a secret story behind this. Okay, thank you. I met a chief from the Mohawk tribe of the Iroquois Federation. Mm-hmm on the east coast of the United States. His name is Chief Jake Swamp. And he told me a story that when our country was being formed and the Founding Fathers were framing the Constitution, a representative a delegation of 20 elders from the Iroquois Federation of Tribes went to Washington. And he's written a book, if you look it up, that explains paragraph by paragraph that the U.S. Constitution is an exact copy of the Iroquois Constitution. But there's one thing that they left out.
0: I can't wait to hear this.
2: Now, the other thing you need to know first is who's standing on top of the White House. Do you know who it is? No, tell me. Well, it was a female slave, and the slave owners thought that it wasn't going to be good to do that. So they put a feather on her head and made her a female First Nations woman. Interesting. It's a statue that is standing on top of the White House. Mm-hmm. Now, the Iroquois Federation had a practice, and that was men could not choose the president, the leader,
0: the chief.
2: The chief was always chosen by the women of the tribe.
0: Okay, hold that thought. We have a little cliffhanger here, Jeffrey. Just hold that thought. I can't wait to hear the rest of this story. I love this. This is such a really cool conversation. Jeffrey Armstrong, everyone. Let's take a short break. When we come back more to be revealed we'll be right back
5: For pet parents who value quality natural nutrition, Wellness Natural Food for dogs and cats offers an ideal nutritional balance of carefully chosen authentic ingredients in every recipe. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose and you can trust the quality of all the ingredients in wellness from their source to your pet's bowl. To learn more about the difference Wellness Pet Food can make and to locate a pet specialty retailer near you, go to wellnesspetfood.com. That's wellnesspetfood.com. Wellness Natural Food for Pets. This is where true wellness begins.
1: Unlock
2: We know you're hurt. We want to help. We're so sure Topperson will work for you. We offer a money-back guarantee. So if you want pain relief with no side effects, ask for Topperson or call 1-800-959-1007. That's 1-800-959-1007. the last pain medicine you'll ever need, and you can sleep on that.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. We're glad to have you back. We're glad to have you to begin with. Uh, For more information about us, go to www.drpatlive.com. That's drpatlive.com. For more information about my guest and this book that is not yet available, the book that I'm referring to is... uh, we is a book that many, many people want to know about. It's a book that has the word avatar in it. But more important, what are the spiritual teachings of the avatar? And my very special guest, Jeffrey Armstrong, is the author of this book. It is being released on the 29th. I will guarantee you there will be lots of people... Uh, going out there and getting copies of it. You all have received the first copies given away anywhere. And so we really appreciate that and thank Jeffrey for doing that. If you want to find out more um, about the book, uh, Jeffrey, the best place for people to go would be to, um, what do you suggest? I mean, there are two places. Either
2: JeffreyArmstrong.com or SpiritualTeachingsoftheAvatar.com. Yep.
0: Okay. So we'll either give them way, all the
2: information they need.
0: All right. Excellent. Okay. So we're ready for the rest of this.
2: Yes. Now to t- to tell this story, let's go back and look at the film just for a second. Yes. The Pandorians were led not just by a man. Yes. But he and his wife, who were co equally important, and look at her intuition.
3: Mm-hmm. Look, she told them. Mm-hmm.
2: She interpreted what Mother Nature was saying. Without her, they were lost. Mm-hmm. And look at her daughter, who gave him his legs back, who showed him the truths of nature. So this is telling us something about the feminine and who is the hero of the film. Really, it's the all mother. It's Mother Earth and the all mother and the missing feminine divine. Now, let's take it one step further. This means that there's a particular empowerment that the female should have, and now I'm describing what the Iroquois, who were the indigenous peoples on the eastern United States, what they taught to the founders of our country, the founding fathers, and then what they neglected. So the Iroquois said, the women know the men better than anyone because they're their mothers, and the mothers know everything, and they know their character. So if you let men fight for power, the worst men rise to the top. If you let women choose the leader, the men with the best character are chosen by the women. So the Iroquois had two principles of government. One, the women must choose the leaders. Two, they can throw them out any time if they're behaving badly. Those two things. And those are the two things that our founding fathers did not accept in modern democracy, and they're the missing element. And to his credit, James Cameron brought it back and brought those indigenous views back. India held those views All the great indigenous cultures held those views, and you'll see male and female divine standing right next to each other, not just God the man, male divine, female divine, mother divine, father divine, and we've got to bring back mother divine and the empowered female in our culture. We can't fix mother earth.
0: How are we going to do this, Jeffrey? Because, you know, you and I were talking during break of, you you know... (laughs) We're seeing more and more change in terms of moving in the direction you just mentioned, especially in our political system, which many people really feel has the power. But then there's another school of thought. And this is really kind of interesting because you actually brought it up. There's the school of thought that said that real power in this country comes from the heads, the leaders of corporate America, where we have made very little, very little progress towards uh, putting women in those positions. I think you pointed out that, um, you know, in the oil business, we don't see the women at the top. There's not a woman, a woman at the top of that, of any of those agencies. And so. Uh, the question then becomes, uh, how do we make that happen? Because even in the movie, it was the same conversation. You know, it was, this is a corporate entity. This unobtainium, unobtainium, unobtainium is this thing that is has a corporate energy around it, right? And, you know, and he carried this forward in the movie Aliens, by the way. You know, Cameron did. that. The, this is about the corporation. This is about, you know, the money.
2: And in my book, I have a chapter called corporate or cooperate. I
0: know, that's why I wanted so ask to ask you about it. to change
2: the corporate agenda from money only to the good of all and a reasonable profit. And we can do that legally, and we can do that through our voices, and we can do that by speaking the truth. And we can do that when male and female qualities, not just, it's not just the female, but it's her qualities that need to be in the male. And the male qualities in the female, this is the real teaching that we should honor those because they balance life. And we can restore the balance at this moment in history, and that's why I've written the book, because the teachings of the avatars are all about this. And therefore, Cameron opened the door, and when I saw him beautifully open the door, I said, well, then, it's time to bring in some of the messages that empower people to do this in their life, to speak for this, to act for this, to live in a lifestyle based on this. And this is within our power. We can define our lifestyle. We can speak in these ways. And we can learn to be better representatives of these truths in the world. And another thing we can do, which is the clear message of the film, is to replant the planet. We must replant the forests until they're balanced with our technology. till the technology of listening to nature is balanced with the technology of understanding nature and more than anything else the greatest avatar message is we must believe that the universe is already intelligent. Mm. We must believe that and act accordingly.
0: Well there's another message too that I don't think we've talked about quite yet and that is the 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 earth as we shall call it just for simplicity the earth provides the answers. I mean, this is kind of an interesting conversation because, you know, let's talk about some of the elements, the earth or the universe, shall we say. Um, Interesting enough, right? You know, we're talking about oil at one end of the conversation. And yet, a couple days ago, I was talking about the question of solar energy. And, you know, why is it we don't find solar panels on most homes that exist in parts of the world where the sun is out 98% of the time? So these are questions that I guess we all kind of ask ourselves. So for me, Jeffrey, and kind of I want to thank you for joining us here today, what are the steps that the book would tell us to take, uh, as well as the movie? What are the steps that all of us, you know, from a grassroots perspective, are really being asked to take?
2: Well, probably the first of them is to realize that the way you live your life in every decision you make, what you put in your mouth, what you purchase, what you support, what you wear, is an important ecological decision, and it's a decision of what kind of lifestyle you're going to support. Unless this is to become a war, it's going to be a a, a war over how we live, which is decisions about what we consume and how we treat one another. And it's also overcoming this terrible feeling that we have to hate some group of people or not take care of them or that they need to be eliminated. There isn't anyone that needs to be eliminated, except the people who are behaving badly need to be convinced that they should behave well.
3: Mm.
2: And we can convince them by finding our voices. So in my opinion, this book is a call, and so is the film, to us to find our voice and to get our dreams back, to dream of flying, to see each other as divine, to see Mother Earth, to start replanting the trees, to reclaim the wisdom of the ancients, to honor the indigenous peoples all over the planet and their elders, and start listening to them. to to bring them back. I wish Obama would bring all the indigenous elders to the White House and say, I'm sorry, when I came in, I forgot to honor you. What a bad thing for an ex-slave to do. Mm. To forget to honor the indigenous people, I was just honoring the people. Well, I'll tell you a funny story to end this. I flew to India recently just ahead of the volcano, and I was four hours ahead of the ashes going through Germany to India. When I got to India, I meditated on why Iceland's volcano went off, Yeah, and I thought, I get it. They lost all their money in the Wall Street debacle where, from greed, we sucked all the energy out of all the... Somebody sucked all the money away. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: It didn't disappear. It was sucked out by somebody who was greedy. And Iceland got angry, I thought, and the volcano's going off because Iceland is angry. So I realized at that point we had to get an executive from Goldman Sachs and Lehman Brothers with their bonus check in hand and throw them into the volcano so that the second one doesn't go off. Hmm. All right, I'm kidding. I know. What we really need to do is throw our greed into the volcano.
0: That's exactly right.
2: Not the people, Mm -hmm. the greed. So Mm -hmm. as Mahatma Gandhi said, the supreme beings have provided enough for everyone's need but not enough for everyone's greed. Mm. We need to take smaller bites, show more respect, love and adore one another, love all people, understand them better, and not send armies in to take their resources, but find ways to make the planet a replanted garden where we all find a way to live together and not make religions or our ultimate truths be a way to destroy each other, but be a way to find a commonness with each other. Wow. We can do
0: this. I couldn't agree with you more. Thank you, Jeffrey, for joining us here today. Thank you, everyone, for tuning us in and turning us on. If you missed any part of today's show, go to drpatlive.com. We'll have that archive with you. Make sure you make note, June 29th, uh, you're going to be able to get The Spiritual Teachings of the Avatar by Jeffrey Armstrong. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show.
3: I tried to swim again.